Welcome to episode 14 of Royally Rumbled. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. Today we are discussing WWE Extreme Rules 2018, live this Sunday, July 15th, 2018, from the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it's there's a lot of P's, so I'm trying to enunciate as best I could. P-P-P-G Arena. <laughs> Unique New York. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, uh, last time we talked, it was gearing up for Money in the Bank, and we saw Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss walk away with the briefcases. And Alexa Bliss actually cashed in and became women's champion. Well, that's because, you know, the champion that she was able to cash in on was there so i mean we got some we got some predictions right we got some wrong uh we're about to do it all again with extreme rules which is not very extreme a bucket full of meh yeah um we're gonna muddle through this uh so thank you for joining us thank you for clicking play uh and let's let's dive through this together we'll talk about all the positives all the negatives and we will discuss kind of where we think things should go going forward yeah so first up we have the pre-show match which is sanity versus the new day in a tables match on the pre-show so kicking off extreme rules uh actually in an extreme way a six-man tag team tables match is probably a really good way to start the show especially with the guys from the new day and sanity although it seems that the match was very much thrown together oh absolutely um i'm hoping that leading off with a feud against arguably the best wwe tag team in the last five years will give sanity a good rub you know it's good to see that they're finally on smackdown live after being called up and then just being completely absent for so long and they've They've now lost the only two matches they've had on the main roster. <laughs> I legitimately think they just did this match because it gives them a three-on-three. Three. So everybody from both teams can participate. Yeah. Well, Eric Young did get a U.S. title shot against Jeff Hardy. That was cool. That was very and cool. And the, the crowd was noticeably dead, which made me sad. But they were in San Diego, and you can't necessarily expect... A huge pop for Eric Young in San Diego. So they just, in my opinion, they haven't done enough to establish them as their own characters. No, not even a little bit. So just airing a couple vignettes of things saying chaos and not actually acting upon any of that mm -hmm. doesn't work. They've caused almost exactly zero chaos. So yeah. That's they a problem. Although, this past Tuesday, they had a really cool backstage vignette with yeah. the Bludgeon Brothers. Yes. They were in that weirdly lit, smoky, black room. Yeah, they found where Matt Hardy cuts his promos. Yeah. <laughs> but, who you got? Well, we know what we can expect from the New Day. Uh, Insanity gets a, a pretty big opportunity here, even though it is a pre-show match. Uh, so I say Sanity goes over. I got Sanity winning. Me too. Uh, the only thing that I want out of this match is I want Nikki Cross to to make a surprise appearance and cost the New Day the match. Okay. I still wish they went with my idea on how to get them up there, but, you know. Well, that's what we're here for. We're here to <laughs> predict some some solid stuff and fantasy book some stuff. And you know that WWE won't do this. But you'll hear ideas from us, and you'll go, "Oh, oh, why are they, why are they not doing that?" So, yeah. whenever they're ready, <laughs> oh, we, I'm waiting. We will gladly <laughs> pick up the phone when they call. <laughs> All right, we might as well move on to the the main card here. Yeah, yeah, main card. So our first match on the main card, we have Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match also very extreme yeah i appreciate that they gave us some sort of stipulation here 
and it's one that you can actually believe Owens could win against Strowman. So I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, basically the whole feud's been kind of based around Kevin Owens trying to escape the clutches of Braun Strowman. So the cage match is a good way to use the symbolism here for him to try and escape Braun Strowman, Uh, literally. I see what you're doing there. Okay. I mean, it's been a strange feud with all that said. I mean, not really. Uh, I don't hate it, but I really enjoyed when kevin was like booked as a world beater he beat cena in his debut for god's sake oh me and now too. he's and now he's getting gimmicked on raw with Strowman. not that it's a bad spot to be in but i want better for him yeah and i said this uh in our last episode about how i wanted kevin owens to win money in the bank and how it would actually mean something if he won it oh yeah because bronze mr money in the bank right yeah, that's that's meaningless. That's almost as meaningless as the Universal Championship. Yeah, I literally forget that he has that briefcase all the time. Yeah. So, whatever. I think I don't think they even have him carrying it around necessarily. Probably just so nobody thinks about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he's carrying around the briefcase, they're gonna go, "What's he gonna use it for?" Yeah. He, so he doesn't need. Not. He doesn't need to. Yeah. Kevin Owens was able to get on stage with Shania Twain at one of her concerts. Uh, and if you haven't seen that video, it is phenomenal because he's hilarious. And she told him that she would sing his favorite song at the next concert he attends if he were able to beat Braun Strowman. And I love that she just had a cursory knowledge of the WWE. That was cool. Yeah, uh, you know, there's marks everywhere, brother. <laughs> So I thought it was really cool how Owens tried to, like, befriend Braun after the Money in the Bank fiasco. And they even successfully, like, teamed together on Raw, which I thought was, like, so much fun because it was so different than everything that we've seen. And just seeing, like, Kevin's enthusiasm in the match was really fun. And seeing, like, him cower every time, like, Braun would just look at him. So it it just goes to show that, like what a huge mistake they made at this past year's WrestleMania when they had the whole mystery partner thing, because it could have been literally anyone other than a 10 year old. Yes. And we are still bitter about that and we will not, not be bitter about that. So, uh, you know, don't add us. Yeah. The partnership between Strowman and Owens lasted about as long as Strowman's tag team championship reign. This did lead to some fun backstage segments where Strowman would chase Owens through the backstage area and we got some Looney Tunes style stuff where Strowman was like flipping Owen's rental car and then like of course knocking him off the stage while trapped in a porta potty. Um I totally expect this to be like a fun match. And yeah. unfortunately I think it's gonna be more likely a step above a squash match. You know, I think I think Braun's gonna win. Yeah. I'd like to lie to myself and say that Owens will win. But I don't see it happening. I also have Braun winning this match. So, like, I think it would be, I think it would be really funny. Like, if I was booking this match, I'd have Strowman put Kevin Owens through the ring, but ultimately, Owens would win the match because he escaped the cage first. Yeah, he touched the ground. Well, we also learned a few months ago that that doesn't matter either. So, well, you just, you you pay attention to the rules that you want to pay attention to. Right, rules, sure. So where do you think Braun goes from here? Honestly, I have no idea. Like, who would, um, who would you book him in a feud against, like, going forward into SummerSlam? Of the Raw roster right now? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's tough because he's, like, beaten everyone. Yeah, book him in a in a two-on-one situation with the Revival. I could already imagine how that's going to go where he's just squashing them. Yeah, but I would, I in my head, all I see is Strowman eating a shatter machine, and I think that'd be awesome. That would be cool. If they booked it the right way, if they actually, like, booked the Revival as a strong unit instead of, like, oh, they're just some tag team. Yeah, because I really, I really like Scott Dawson a lot. So I'd like to see him. You know, they, they were working with Roman and... and Lashley. Yeah. 
And they were like and mysteriously was... missing from this past week's Raw. Yeah, I don't know. I would say do that for now until you figure out what to do with your, you know, main title. Yeah. I'd I'd probably book him against Lashley next. I was going to say that, that's but something I already we seen. I immediately started yawning, so I mean, but it's just it's something we haven't seen. It's different. Let's just do it. It's better than Strowman versus Roman again. All right, next up, we have Finn Bálor versus Constable Baron Corbin. Yeah, Smiling Finn Balor is back. And Woo! This, Smiling Finn Balor. <laughs> this time he's uh, got his pearly whites set on Baron Corbin's bald head <laughs> in a match where we will decide what is shinier. <laughs> Do you like that? I'm adding context to the match where there's no actual context. <laughs> I love that he's got his pearly white set on him. <laughs> like, why? Is he going to bite him? I don't understand. I mean, he's the um, demon, so I don't know. Is he? In, well, in all seriousness, um, the match is probably going to be pretty good. Uh, I like Corbin, and I like Balor. I like that they attacked each other during the Roman Lashley brawl from this past Monday on Raw. Yes. Um, I just, I literally just don't care that they're fighting. I, yeah, re- I really un- just don't. It's unfortunate to me at an event called Extreme Rules, every match doesn't allow the usage of, of some sort of foreign object. So it's always something that I've disliked about Extreme Rules. Um, the the pay-per-view, not the match type. Uh, do I like this matchup? Yes. Corbin has some sort of untapped potential, and Finn always delivers. Do I like the moniker Constable? No. <laughs> But am I happy that Baron Corbin has figured out a way to be on TV all the time? Yes. Like, I'm happy that they gave him something. Because this is, it's definitely going to work out for him to be able to just be on TV all the time. Yeah. Um, Am I sad that this is yet another show without the demon? Yes. This match will be good. It's not going to tear the house down. But it will be solid. I, 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 too, also like the fact that Corbin is constable. I just wish that they would utilize that within the the feud. Like, literally, the feud started because, like, Finn Balor made fun of Corbin's vest or whatever. <laughs> so, like, I was thinking, like, Corbin could have been booking Balor in matches, like, week in, week out, like, tough matches, and he's getting visibly frustrated because Balor keeps winning. Right. And then finally he blows up and attacks him and he cites the reason for it is because he's just jealous of Balor's ability to connect easily with the fans. Well, that and that and overcoming the odds that he keeps stacking in front of well, him. Well, yeah. And every week he stacks more and more odds in front of him and every week he overcomes them and then Corbin is like enough is enough. Deep 6 stands tall and then you've got your you've got your feud and you've got your match like i was even thinking like call it back to nxt like have him be like i've always hated you uh even when we were both in nxt you were the champion and i was kicking ass and nobody cared about me everyone cared about you and i never even got a shot at you for that title i would have beaten you blah 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 yeah and then finn goes prove it (laughs) but (laughs) yeah uh Good old, good old uh, smiling Finn Balor is gonna win. Cause, is uh, that who you have? You have smiling Finn Balor. I have smi- smiling Finn Balor, because Lord knows he needs momentum. I'm hoping that Finn loses, hmm. and this is enough to anger him enough to pull the demon back out for SummerSlam. I mean, that's so. I have, I have Baron Corbin winning. Yeah, I mean, like I could also see Corbin like walking away victorious and kind of like hanging the win over Balor going into SummerSlam. Cause I don't think that the feudal end after this, I think this is just getting started. Yeah. I just hope that it doesn't go into SummerSlam and Finn's like, you beat the man, but can you beat the demon? <laughs> I really <laughs> hope he does. Cause we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a very good last, Irish accent. 
last last year's infamous man versus man match. <laughs> <laughs> Who could forget? <laughs> I just remembered that that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Next up over on SmackDown Live, we have Jeff Hardy defending his United States title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Yet again, a match with no extreme circumstances, with arguably the most extreme guy in WWE history. Dude, it's breaking my heart. It's breaking my heart. I wanted Jeff in Money in the Bank, and we didn't get him. And now we're at Extreme Rules, where Jeff could easily be in a ladder match, and he's not. Yeah. Even make it like a, a Falls Count Anywhere or something. Right. Something. I, I would like to say that this could have been a good ladder match, but they haven't built it that way. They haven't, because ladder matches are usually like, I don't want to say blood feud, because that's obviously when they don't have a title up for grabs. But like, you know, it, ladder matches are usually the blow off for like a, a feud that's that's been going for a while, you know? So it's not out of the realm of possibility that one happens eventually for this, but... Yeah, and plus, plus, like, Money in the Bank just happened, so they're probably easing off the ladder match. So, okay, I'll give them that. And, like, these two, like, wrestled in a a solid match a few weeks back on SmackDown, and uh, Shinsuke beat the hell out of him after the match. It it caused Jeff to open his eyes in a really awesome backstage segment. Yeah, he's re-debuted the face paint, and with it, some seemingly woken promos. Dude, I love the face paint. I love that it's back, and uh, this time he's he's got those white contacts, and it totally yeah. adds to the character or whatever he's trying to do. <laughs> he's even done some delete taunts. Dude, it's so great. So are we, are we moving towards something here? I mean, I think it's just because... It's Jeff Hardy, and everyone knows Matt Hardy's Woken or whatever, so this is this is Woken Jeff Hardy that we're seeing. I just wish they would embrace it. Yeah, well, they're on separate brands, so... You could even have Bray cut a promo on Raw and essentially wish his, his brother Nero good luck or offer him words of encouragement, and then Jeff utilize what he says to cut a separate promo... But, like, obviously putting it up to Matt as the leader of the Woken universe. You know what I mean? I mean... Like, you can tie them together in a way that makes it interesting. And not just Jeff shows up one week and he's suddenly talking in a similar fashion to Matt and, and you know, painting his face. I mean, it's very, very well possible that that happens on Sunday. True. They both have matches. They're both the the three of them are all going to be there. Let's make it happen. Let's. You have anything to say about heel Shinsuke at this point, or is he just heel Shinsuke? Um. Exactly. Shinsuke. Uh, Shinsuke. Um. <laughs> I've lost all interest that I've ever had in Shinsuke Nakamura. The character development we talked about in previous episodes has come to a screeching halt. Well, I mean, he did get bit by that police dog, so he was he was out. That was huge for his character. But like they just they could have filmed some backstage segments with him. They could have done anything. Something. But they just chose to keep him off TV for two or three weeks. But I mean the good thing is we got like some open challenges, so it's nice to see like Jeff wrestle uh different stars of today in my opinion yeah who do you who do you have winning this i feel like shinsuke needs the rub here and the feud's only started so let him trade the belt back and then they can move on to like a multi-man match at SummerSlam. yeah i mean i it's been such a small build to this that i'm extremely wink ambivalent about it uh, but I do also think that Shinsuke picks up his first title on the main roster. So speaking of not being interesting, uh, this entire pay-per-view lost its momentum as soon as they announced there wouldn't be a multi-man number one contenders match. Yeah. Somehow it devolved into 
a singles match between Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. Well, they're giving the people what they want, Jordan. They just completely fumbled the booking of this match by having them beat the Revival one week, then lose to Revival the next, then have Reigns involved with this and the Intercontinental Championship storyline. <laughs> Keeping their options open. I mean, they brawled this past Monday, and it just seems like they just didn't do a good enough job like building the animosity between these two. Yeah, The that, only reason the... that I'm remotely interested in this match, the only reason that I'm remotely interested in this match is due to the video packages. Uh, that brawl Monday that needed the entire locker room to separate them felt so half-hearted, right? Yeah. Am I crazy? Am I wrong? It, or did you not even feel fire? No, there's none. They they were, like, I know, obviously, they don't actually punch each other in the face. However, I've never seen, like, Tyrannosaurus Rex punches <laughs> the way that they did on Monday. And then Roman jumped over the top rope, and I'm just supposed to forget that I was bored for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, it was not, it was not good. No. L- Lashley moves from one meh feud to another, and this one feels forced, right? I'm not the only one that thinks this feels forced. So forced. And for some reason, this is just a plain match. I think the official stipulation is that the winner moves to SummerSlam to face whoever the Universal Champion is. No, I don't. I don't think that's a thing. Well, that's the thing. I don't even think they know if they have him available yet. No. <laughs> so, but I just, I don't know. But how yeah. did this even start? Is it just because Roman called him Bob and that was insulting for some reason? Yeah, pretty much. And then they Kurt Angle added them both to that multi-man match at Extreme Rules. And then the next week they came out and they were like, well, contract negotiations didn't work out. So we're not going to have a number one contenders match anymore. But you guys could like fight or something. Last episode, I asked where all of the Roman Bizarro smarks went. Uh, They're back. (laughs) In droves. Yeah. Yes. They came out of nowhere. They're they're back. How is anyone like excited for this match? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm Coming just, off of what Bobby Bobby Lashley did with Sami Zayn, which if you listen to our last episode, we didn't understand. Uh, and then he gets moved into this. I mean, I get putting him in a multi-man match for a number one contendership, but just a straight-up one-on-one with Roman Reigns, I, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah, and at least it could have been an Extreme Rules match. Or even like at least. a no DQ match. If they're brawling on Raw and they're trying to separate them, like it's just going to be a normal match. There's going to be a headlock. Like someone's <laughs> going to lock in a headlock and it's going to be a rest hold. Who wants to see that? Well, Bobby Lashley does because he's going to get blown up real fast. Dude, I'm going to be so <laughs> mad if this match ends in like a disqualification or something stupid like that. Yeah, there should be absolutely no chance that any match ends in a disqualification at Extreme Rules. <laughs> oh, God. So who do you got winning? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and predict that Lashley wins. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to they're gonna build to something else together heading into SummerSlam. It's not over. Jordan's, Jordan's got jokes. <laughs> but Jordan's I also jokes. I also think this is going to be the main event of the night. I get I get I the, oh my God. I could almost guarantee that this is going to main event. This is going to close the show. This I swear. <laughs> there's no way. Oh, it's happening, sweetheart. There is no way that this closes the show. It has nothing to do with anything. It's been a minimum of a 3 week build. There's no way that this closes the show. I'm just saying I, I if this did I wouldn't be surprised. And if this if, and if this closes the show, there will still be the people on Twitter telling you to stop complaining, which is going to be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, just enjoy it. No. No, this is beyond enjoying at this point. This is self-flagellation. 
There's zero reason why Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley, in the weakest build to a horrible blood feud that gets no stipulation at extreme rules, should close the show. This could be anywhere on the card, but if this is the main event, I don't know that I'm going to live tweet Raw or SmackDown anymore forever. I'll read I'll read the recap the day after while I'm sitting at work on my lunch break. There's zero chance that you get me to tune in Monday if you close the show with this match. Absolutely not. But it's for possibly the number 1 contendership. It's not even it's not even set in stone. <laughs> they don't even know what they're going to do with it. How the hell? Oh my god. So a match that means absolutely nothing is more important than the WWE title. Okay, cool. Cool. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> and for everybody that says to cancel your 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 network subscription, because people always say that, well, cancel the subscription if you're so upset. The network subscription is the only thing that keeps me interested because I'm able to go back and watch the good stuff that they did one time. Or NXT. Or NXT, which is the greatest stuff that they're doing currently. Plus all those documentaries, man. Yeah, there's a, a lot of great content on the network that has absolutely nothing to do with the current product on TV on USA every Monday and Tuesday. So, yeah, take your Bizarro Roman smarks, take your cancel your network subscription, and take a hike. A long one off a short pier. Ring the bell. Let's talk about something good. You want to talk about something good? Let's bring the morale up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about something. Uh, if only there were some, some sort of match that is going to have a stipulation for a championship from the Raw brand. Anything coming to mind? The only title on the Raw brand. The Intercontinental title. The Workhorse Championship. It's going to be a workhorse match because it's a 30-minute Iron Man match. Featuring the champion Dolph Ziggler taking on Seth freaking Rollins. And don't forget, Ziggler's going to have Drew McIntyre in his corner. He sure is. You know, for the last few months, Seth Rollins has built his identity around being a fighting intercontinental champion. And on the June 17th episode of Raw, Ziggler was able to counter a roll-up from Rollins into one of his own and capture his sixth Intercontinental Championship. And these matches between the two that have taken place since have been absolutely nothing short of stellar. Yeah, Seth is the workhorse. Seth is the man, period. Yeah, and I have no doubt that this is going to be match of the night. Absolutely. It's not even a question at this point. Dude, uh, McIntyre beat Rollins on, on Raw on Monday. It was, he did. It was a fantastic match. Ziggler's been on fire. Teaming him with Drew McIntyre is genius. McIntyre looks better than he ever has in his entire career. He needs a title of his own ASAP. And the Sean Diesel parallel is definitely intentional, but it doesn't make it any less compelling or great. Everything about this feud is just wonderful. Yeah, I love I love being able to cheer for Seth. And I'm so glad that they turned Ziggler around. From just what was maybe six months ago, maybe, yeah, where he was just twisting in the wind, and we were we were running him down for it. But when they when they don't care, you can tell that they don't care. But you can tell now that Ziggler's been reinvigorated. McIntyre's been the shot in the arm that he needs. Yeah, dude, and and McIntyre like getting fired, and going and working the indies, and realizing like. Oh, I really need to like work at this. I can't get complacent because I've seen what happens when I get complacent. So you yeah. you pair him with Dolph Ziggler, who a lot of fans have said over the last few years he's just gotten complacent. It's it's like you said, it's a shot in the arm for Ziggler because it's completely changed everyone's opinion about him. Yeah, I mean they're still doing the record scratch. One day but, we'll get away from it. One day, baby steps. We don't want to. We don't want to rush this thing. So, so that being said, who you got? Ziggler. I would love for Seth to win this back and carry into SummerSlam because I believe he deserves it. But they always want the heel to carry and the face to chase. So, 
I have Ziggler winning. But I can also foresee a situation where they go all out, they tear down the house, and they tie. They'd have to go into overtime. Is that a rule? Do rules matter? Do we have those set up? Maybe. Maybe one of the 17 GMs that we have (laughs) will come out and just, just tell them to keep going. They'll make it a tag team match. Honestly, I wish it could be a 60-minute Iron Man match, but I don't think we'll ever see one of those again. No, we will. It's not the right it's not the right time. Cuz I would I would love to see this go 60 minutes. Yeah. With these two guys, yeah, I would definitely. love to see these two guys go 60 minutes cuz it would be everything you'd ever like it'd be match of the year easily. But you know, obviously I'll take the 30 minutes. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying I wish it were longer. Uh, because these two are going to be the best thing of the night by a mile and a half. Yeah. Um, but I do have Ziggler winning because I think the heel will continue to have the face chase. Yeah, I see Ziggler also retaining. Um, but I could also possibly see a returning Dean Ambrose balance out the McIntyre situation. Uh, and I could also see in the end... Ambrose is going to turn on Rollins and then we'll get that feud heading into SummerSlam. And I'm okay with that as long as Dean Ambrose is like brutal and ruthless and he'd make a great foil to the fan favorite Rollins. I don't want to see Dean versus Seth again. But that's the I thing. Don't, I thought I about that. I don't want to see it again. But it's it's the roles would be reversed. Rollins, yeah, but that doesn't we haven't matter to seen me. a heel Ambrose on the main roster since the Shield. That doesn't matter to me. I don't want to see it again. Once they did their that Hell in a Cell match that they had, where they did the double stretcher. Yeah, I I'm so over seeing the two of them wrestle. And then you can't even say that you want to see uh, Ziggler versus Ambrose because that's been done um, to death. That was like the beginning of when SmackDown Live became SmackDown Live. So I don't want to see that again. Put Dean Ambrose over on SmackDown. And keep him away from people that he's wrestled a thousand times. Because if you want to talk about complacency, oh my god. (laughs) I mean, I can't even argue with you. Because I agree. Dean Ambrose, the master of the elbow drop from varying heights. It was all good, and then you brought up Dean Ambrose, and now I'm upset again. Well, I don't know how. I got to gauge your reaction on this one because I don't know. I don't know. We haven't talked about this. I don't know your opinion no, we, on it. We have not. We have not personally talked about these. This next match, that being the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, the Bludgeon Brothers, taking on Team Hell No in a title match. For the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Again, I'm just going to repeat it. Kane is back. And he is in the hunt for another championship. <laughs> against the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> teaming with Daniel Bryan. How excited is everyone uh, to see Kane? Show of hands. That's pretty much what I figured. So we got Harper and Rowan costing Brian his spot in the WWE Championship gauntlet match. Um, okay. So, like, I'm initially thinking, like, oh, well, this is weird. This doesn't really sure. make any sense. because no, they, it doesn't. They set it up because Brian, like, made his entrance while the Bludgeon Brothers stood in the aisleway after sure. their segment. So, like, fast forward a little bit. And who comes to Brian's rescue? Why? That's got to be Kane. The devil's favorite demon. So it it makes sense. Um, sure. But then they just got a title shot. Woo! <laughs> but, like, I'm glad that the Usos made light of this on SmackDown. They were like, so yeah. if we just hug each other, we get a title match, right? And then they were like, <laughs> come here. And they hugged each other like, one, two, three. All right, we got three title matches now. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good that they... The thing about that is I hate... 
it almost gives the writers like armor <laughs> when they're able to do that. They're able to undercut a terrible decision by having somebody say out loud that it's a stupid decision. Yeah. So then you can't you can't criticize the decision because somebody's already said on TV that it's a bad decision and it's a guy that's reading off a piece of paper from the same guy that made a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with like Deadpool 2. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's undeniable that like Kane and Brian have like wonderful comedic timing together and I'm glad Absolutely. I'm glad that we're getting the Team Hell No reunion that you didn't think we'd ever be able to get again. Man, were we chomping at the bit. But uh I mean it's just <laughs> it's just rushed and thrown together. Yeah, yeah. We're getting a uh, a Daniel Bryan's greatest hits. You haven't seen the commercial? It's just twenty one tracks of his greatest and best known uh matches and feuds. We're just getting them all. We're just running them down. I just wish they just... they built this better though. Because it doesn't sure. make any sense that they would challenge for the titles. Um, no. Here's what I see happening. Uh, this match is going on. And it's good because everybody involved is good except Kane now. Um, now. Right now. I absolutely will condition what I just said with I was a huge Kane fan when I became a wrestling fan. And I liked him probably all the way up until he returned with this ugly mask that he's wearing right now. So 2012? Um, Right. So up until 2012, I was a huge Kane fan. Once 2012 hit, I was like, please stop it. Anyway, uh, I digress. Miz is going to get himself involved here, costing Daniel Bryan the tag team championships and setting them up for SummerSlam because we have to rush everything that Daniel Bryan's doing because he might be leaving in September. So Miz gets involved, sets them up for SummerSlam, and Bludgeon Brothers win, right? Yep. Totally agree. I don't think they should be anywhere near the tag team titles. Like, because Raw's belts have already been ruined. So let's not kill any of the Bludgeon Brothers' momentum. That's part of my problem, is the Bludgeon Brothers are an afterthought. The tag team division is an afterthought on both shows. Yep. WWE has the deepest and most talented roster it has ever had in its history right now. And they are pissing it away. Because Roman Reigns has to fight Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman has to lock Kevin Owens in a goddamn porta potty and throw it off a stage. Anyway. Like, what do you think that the Bludgeon Brothers do? I don't know, because you can't have them face sanity yet. They're all the same thing right now. It's a very, very muddy pool, and sanity and Bludgeon Brothers are the same goddamn thing to me. In fact, you could put them together, and I wouldn't even know the difference right now. Ooh. They could just be a five-guy team. And would you would you know the difference? No. Would you have any idea that none of those guys were in a team originally together? No. You'd have no idea. Give me the bar. Yeah. Where are they? Where are they? Oh, wait. We got to save Sheamus, because maybe the bar is going to be the ones that interfere in this match on Sunday. And it's going to set up Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan, and we got to rehash that old chestnut. Daniel Bryan's greatest hits on tour right now. Daniel Bryan's going to kiss Brie Bella at the start <laughs> of the match, and then he's and just going to eat a brogue kick and then get pinned. Anyway, all right. I just wish that we got some new blood into the tag team scene here, and Kane is just not new blood. <laughs> In fact, he is the oldest blood. <laughs> the only way they make the tag team division any older is if they have Big Show be somebody's tag team partner. Don't say that too loud. <laughs> the Miz needs a tag team partner, and he was a champion with, with Big Show at one point. They were the Miz Bring Show. Bring them on back. Yep. Or Show Miz. Show Miz. That was it. Show Miz. Carmella versus Asuka. For Carmella's SmackDown Live women's title. With James Ellsworth suspended above the ring in a shark cage. Boy, are we getting our money's worth for that shark cage. I just want to say that shark cage matches are the dumbest thing. <laughs> and I would rather see like a strap match or a paddle on a pole match. 
Then a shark I'll cage match. I'll take anything on a pole match over a shark cage match. Where's Russo? Get Russo out here. A shark cage match is literally just a one-on-one match with someone hanging out above the ring. That's it. Right. There's no... And as with as with more traditional cage matches, a lot happens outside of the cage. If you take into account the history of the shark cage gimmick, the person inside 100% of the time escapes that cage. <laughs> so I say Ellsworth gets out and helps Carmella yet again <laughs> remain victorious. Yeah. Because to go back a little bit, if Enzo Amore can squeeze through the bars of a shark cage, James Ellsworth is not going to be even remotely hindered <laughs> by the bars on that cage, okay? I 100% agree, and I'm thinking Ellsworth is going to... He's even maybe going to drop some of the hairspray down into the ring, and Carmella's going to use it on Asuka, and... She's, is that what that was supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was hairspray. That That makes sense. Okay, I thought they were trying to pepper spray her or something. <laughs> oh, God. I have no idea. That adds a whole new layer. <laughs> she uses bear mace. <laughs> anything. Anything. Um, Carmelo's title run has it reached its apex at Money in the Bank when she had Ellsworth surprise return to help her get a sucker kick and pick up the victory. Uh, I was very happy to see Ellsworth return. Me too. Uh I believe they feel like Mela needs a character she could feed to her foes while she escapes. So why not Ellsworth? They already have a history. She's uh, she's playing the part of the sneaky, shitty heel perfectly. Yes. And I just, I literally don't understand why she gets so much hate on like Twitter. No idea. I genuinely enjoy this story. Yes. This is actually, they actually built this story and it's enjoyable. Her opponent is Oscar, right? Who is that? I don't know, but she hasn't been interesting since losing her streak at WrestleMania. But I mean, I've heard of Asuka. But he, you know what I mean? Here she is in the championship title match again. Right, because they handed it to her because they had nothing else to do. Also, I just want to, on a very serious note, I legitimately hope that Ellsworth returning and wrestling women on TV will help WWE open up to the idea of serious intergender matches. Lucha Underground does this beautifully. WWE should look into it. And that is the most radical next step in the women's revolution. Uh, do you have... Who do you have winning this? Um, yeah, I've got Carmella. I, I, Me too. I see the celebration continuing. Let's, let's, book, let's book Carmella versus Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, right? Where Becky finally like wins the title back. Okay. I'm in it. Let's do it. So does 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 Ellsworth turn on Carmella to have that happen? No. Or or does Becky lay him out? Becky lays him out, just like she did last. Because him and Becky had like a thing yeah. happening last time around. Yeah. They were in a feud together. Does, she hits him with a uh, a disarm him. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I just uh, I have no idea what they're gonna do with Oscar. No idea. There's really, there's really no plan. She needs maybe I, maybe like a rematch with Charlotte at SummerSlam. Yeah, just have him healthy. just have him go all out in a match, and have her win. Yeah, make that for the number one contender. There you go, and then we could get Oscar versus Becky. Yeah, but you have to do something with Oscar that makes her interesting. Because they've completely ruined her. They've completely ruined her. Yeah, you can't just give her the title and expect people to give a shit. No. Because they won't. Have her earn it. Because Asuka's not the type of character that Carmella is. Carmella makes it make sense that she would use the money in the bank to attack Charlotte and pin her and win. And then do everything that she possibly can to retain that title. Yeah, she has pulled out... Every heel tactic in the book so far to retain her title over and over again. Every heel tactic in the book. Honestly, honestly, I think the women's division just needs a a tag title. At this point. To get all of the women that they have involved in something that matters, I should say. 
I don't want to say involved in something that doesn't matter because that just gets more annoying. Um, to get them all involved in something that matters, I think that a women's tag title division would be the most beneficial thing to it because you could put to use the Iconics who don't have anything to do. Speaking of earning it, we have the Raw Tag Team title match wherein Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt take on the B Team for the Raw Tag Team titles. Yet another match with one of the guys most synonymous with the word extreme not having a stipulation whatsoever. It's a tag team match, playa. That is a stipulation. There's so many things you could do with these guys. So many. Alas, we just get a regular tag team match. But regardless, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel have deserved this spotlight for years, and I'm so glad that they're finally getting a chance to shine here. Them mocking Matt and Bray is one of the best parts of Monday Night Raw every single week. They have been entertaining, but I dislike how we've forgotten that they were already a team not just as the social outcasts, but also the Miztourage. It's like selective dementia. They just pretend that none of these things happened. Oh no, 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 no. They they did a they did a hard reboot. They just rebooted it. It's fine. God damn it. They said that. They're undefeated as the B team. Right, as the B team. So <laughs> And if they were to lose as the B team, do they just change their name next week and then they're like, We're undefeated as this team now? I think that Matt and Bray are going to retain here. Me too. But it's not going to be the end of the feud. Let's get an ultimate deletion going between the two of them. Th- that would be cool. Or even better, let's get another tag team apocalyptico going. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. SummerSlam, tag team apocalyptico. All teams are invited to join to challenge for the belts. And they can get like the rock and roll express participated in the last one. Like you're getting random ridiculous teams of the past present and possibly the future happening because they're traveling through time and all this stuff. This could be a perfect window for some bucks of youth. Okay. I see what you're trying to do here. I don't know. I'm just saying. I was going to say. There's a lot happening. I was going to say it would be really interesting if they did something like that and pulled out like legends and old tag teams and stuff. And It'd just be fun. Right, right. No, it'd be fun. And then, and then you cut through all the bullshit and you have Authors of Pain show up. Oh, shit. Not care about any of the fun stuff that's happening. Destroy everybody and take those titles back. I mean... Sign me up. So, like, you're getting the fun stuff and the funny stuff and the entertaining stuff. And then suddenly the drama of, like, oh, my God, these guys aren't here to, like, joke, jokey joke man. I think that'd be fun. That'd be awesome. Cause suddenly Dude, that's there, a really good idea. Yeah. Because suddenly there's somebody there to be, like, they're not going to talk to you the way that Matt talks. They're not going to make fun of how they're, they're just there to kick somebody's ass. And they show up and cut through all of that. And suddenly it's very serious. Shit. But they, it's still filmed like cinematically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's such a good idea. That's why that's it's such never a good idea. Happen. So just keep exactly. listening to us. And that's where you'll get all this cool stuff that we think should be happening. Just um, fantasize about it. Right. I like B-Team enough. Okay, going back to the, the match at hand here. I like B-Team enough. Uh, I guess they'd be perfect for Authors of Pain to run through for the titles. I I just hope that that's not where we're headed yet. So you're thinking B-Team wins? No, I have Matt and, and Bray retaining, but they're, like you said, their uh, rivalry not over. Yeah. It's just kickstarting things. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't get like too long and drawn out like most things because yeah. they don't want to think of new ideas. Really also happy that Bray wasn't seriously injured in that car accident. Dude, I know. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. Very happy that he's actually, like, not hurt. Did you say something was long and drawn out? I did. 
Well, great, because next up I've got Alexa Bliss defending her Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax in an Extreme Rules match. What a concept. An Extreme Rules match. <laughs> extreme Rules. At an Extreme Rules pay-per-view? Where do they come up with this stuff, Jordan? Uh, I mean, this is the only thing that makes the match interesting to me, is that A, it's a stipulation, and and B, because Ronda Rousey is going to be at ringside for it. Suspended rowdy Ronda Rousey will be sitting at ringside. Her suspension is over after the pay-per-view. Oh, so maybe this will be the main event. It is an Extreme Rules match. So Alexa cashed in. Yeah. Much to the insane aggression and anger of wrestling Twitter. Mm-hmm. Which, c- uh, that's another thing I don't understand, but I whatever. could not believe some of the bile that was getting tweeted. Be better, people. <laughs> Violent hatred of Alexa Bliss for some reason. She's she's great. She's been good since NXT. That's, first of all, horrible things to say about somebody when you have absolutely no information to back yourself up, one. But two, like, she absolutely can wrestle. She's not the greatest wrestler, but not everybody as a female performer is Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Who, in my opinion, would be the top of that mountain, and then you, you know, go from there. It's just, it's unbelievable to me the amount of hatred she gets. But somehow Nia Jax gets a pass. <laughs> who's Who's got three moves at best. It's, it's weird. It's weird to me. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's where people take the gimmick stuff and think it's the real person or something. Like, I, that's got to be, yeah. they think she's actually the bitch that her character is, I guess. I don't understand. Mm. I don't get it. If somebody out there can explain it to me, feel free. Yeah, I don't think you can. I legitimately don't think you can explain it, but feel free to give it a shot. So Alexa cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase after attacking Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. And then the next night on Raw, Ronda went off on Alexa Bliss and Kurt Angle, and it was freaking awesome. That was awesome. She put Alexa through a table, which, you know, would have been a great build for Extreme Rules. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but it, I, I like from a storyline standpoint, no, dude, it, absolutely. Absolutely. It was awesome. It works. Cause, cause they can't feature Ronda Rousey on TV every single week. Right. They just can't because then people would complain that Ronda gets too much TV time. Yeah. Um, and then it makes sense that Nia Jax gets her rematch here. Right. Absolutely. So I'll give them creative points for that. Right. It's just we have to watch this match again. Yeah, That's and Nia Jax's face again. Right. Woo. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It really does, like she turns more times than than Big Show. So it's official. I mean, yeah. we said that in the last episode. Yeah, we'll say it again here. And on Raw, she was ta- she was tagging with Natty, who is a face still. Well, she's Ronda Rousey's uh, little buddy. Oh, that's right. They're friends. I've heard that. A million times. Dude, I saw someone on Twitter made a drinking game for Raw. <laughs> and one of the spots was anytime they mention that Natty is friends with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> you take a sip. Oh, my God. I bet you uh, it, it, the big dog and it's boss time were on there, too, right? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Speak, just quickly, as an aside... Um, how do we not have Bailey and Sasha in a match on this show? They're going out of their way to make you not care about the two of them actually having to fight one another. Yeah, because I don't. I that's don't. The, that's the only thing I could think about. People have wanted that match for at least two years on the main roster, and we haven't gotten it. But they keep hinting it and then taking it away and then hinting it and taking it away. So they're finally hinting it, and we have a pay-per-view coming up, and we don't get that match. That should have been the Extreme Rules match. I could literally do without half of this card on this show. And if you if we got that match. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to say that. So, Ronda's going to be sitting ringside. It's obvious that she's going to get involved. It's Extreme Rules. There's no disqualifications. Uh, I'm just glad that Natty isn't involved somehow. And now that I've said that, she will be. Oh, yeah. I was literally just about to say don't say it. <laughs> Um, 
And I could see this going into SummerSlam as Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey in a triple threat match. Versus Natty in a in a fatal four-way. Oh, God. You just said it. You just made it real life. Yep. Just wait. Just wait. You're going to eat your words, man. Well, I promise because I said it in our next episode, I will not be upset that it happens when it happens. Okay. I'll say I'll say I called it, but I won't say I'm upset about it. <laughs> All right. Who so who do you got winning? So I have Alexa Bliss retaining. Me too. In some weird fashion. It's it's not going to be like a clean she's going to hit you know Twisted Bliss and then pin her. There's I don't gonna really be something going on. I don't really know what to expect. Yeah. And I guess that's a good thing. Alexa used a kendo stick on the go home raw and then Nia snapped it in half. Yeah, she so. just she no sold it after a certain point and then just completely snapped it broke it like a toothpick so i don't know what Alexa's is going to use to even the odds other than a chair i mean mickey james could be around i don't know did you hear the rumor though that rousey is going to go head to head with Shayna baszler as stephanie's hired muscle from nxt is that a is that a that's a rumor going around for like SummerSlam? Yeah. Because Stephanie and Rousey have like unfinished business or whatever. And then Shayna Baszler was backstage at Raw, not this past week, but the week before. And they featured her on WWE.com saying she had a meeting. Huh. So. But why would they do that if they're the. <sighs> yeah, but she still has the NXT Women's Championship. Who's what, she going to drop it? To who? She doesn't need to drop it. She could be up on the main roster while she's champ. That's what happened with Sasha Banks originally. They just didn't feature the title on Raw for whatever dumb reason. Yeah, that that's stupid. That's but, if she's if she's carrying that title around, I'll I'll like it a lot more. But the thing is, like the thing that gets confusing about that is people would be like, "Why well, why isn't Ronda trying to get that from her?" And then you have I to explain, know. "Oh, well, that's the other show that you can't watch on regular TV. You have to pay nine ninety nine, but you get your first month for free." Like you have to explain that. So if they're going to do that legwork, then go for it. But I, I, I know they're not going to do that legwork. I know they're not. I just think it would be an interesting feud to I see. Just don't, I don't understand it because they're supposed to be the four horsewomen. Everybody who watches the product knows that they're friends. I just don't like the idea that they don't even get to be a team or at least a stable and they're already like feuding with one another. That that is what I don't like. Anything else on Bliss or Nia Jax? No. <laughs> All right, ring the bell. And finally, we have the true main event of the evening, where AJ Styles, the WWE champion, faces Rusev for the WWE championship. Again, no stipulation here. Just a singles match. Why isn't this at least a false count anywhere? At least. Give us just like a a no-holds-barred at the very least. I don't know. But Rusev winning that gauntlet match on SmackDown was great. Rusev has worked his ass off from losing to John Cena at WrestleMania 31 to get to this moment in his career. And AJ is going to definitely give him one of the best matches of his entire career. Yeah, this will. This is going to be a match that is on Rusev's DVD once he retires. Mm-hmm. We're going to go back to this moment and go. This is where Rusev turned the corner. He was doing like he's been absolutely ridiculously entertaining on TV, on commentary, on social media. The guy is a star. He's hilarious. He deserves this opportunity, and this is going to be a moment in his career that is is it's gonna this match is gonna change the trajectory of his career. Although they they've doubled down on the heel Rusev thing. Yeah, I'm still invested though, and I think I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people here. He was so funny on commentary, dude. Oh my god. When he my my favorite part, my favorite line of him on commentary, I was cracking up when Rusev was discussing the calf crusher. Yeah. He's like, my calves are too big for AJ to keep hold that hold yes. locked in. Yes. Seamus tried putting me in a clover leaf the other day and he couldn't. I have calves of steel. 
He said no. Then he said, "Follow me on Instagram to see them or something like that." <laughs> <laughs> I swear he said that, dude. I was dying laughing at the stuff he was saying. He said something about he reads many books. There was something about uh, somebody. I don't know if it was Graves said something about AJ's an open book, and Rusev was like, "Well, I read many books. I go to the library often." <laughs> like. <laughs> But the thing is, I could legitimately see Rusev visiting a library. <laughs> English ate a Kinsasha that was meant for uh, AJ. AJ, I guess, because they wrestled yeah. on SmackDown, right? Yeah. So Aiden English ate the Kinsasha, and Rusev stood up and was like, that was completely uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> just the way that he's wording everything just made me... I was rolling. I was rolling. Because he's I, so different. He's not yeah. like a, oh, I'm going to beat you up because I don't like you, wrestler. Right. He's like, right. he's funny. He's charming. He's got like a sense of humor. Yeah, and it, and it exudes off of him in a way that not a lot of people have. All of that said, I have zero chance that he's winning this match. <laughs> I agree. AJ's AJ's on a tear. And I don't see that stopping still to this day. Um, AJ's AJ, man. He is the greatest wrestler in the world. And he's going to carry the only main roster championship in WWE into SummerSlam. Yep. English is obviously going to get involved here. Sure. I think he's going to take a huge bump and like kind of sacrifice himself to allow Rusev a window. Only for like AJ to thwart that. Yeah. Um, I what I hope happens if that's the way that they go is that um, towards the beginning of the match they brawl on the outside. Somebody tears down one of the announce tables but doesn't do anything with it, and then AJ somehow puts English through the through the table, so English takes a huge bump. Which allows Rusev to hit him with a Machka kick, lock in the accolade, but AJ somehow rolls it into a calf crusher. Because it's not a thing that a lot of wrestlers currently have, a signature hold. No. Rusev has the accolade. That's the thing that brought him the literal accolades that he has. Dude, I loved at Money in the Bank when they said the stackalade. Yes. When he had the two of them in there, right? Yes. Awesome. Oh, awesome. that's fantastic. This will be great because it's a match that we've never really seen before. No. We're getting AJ Styles versus Rusev. Rusev's over. AJ Styles is over. This is good combustible elements here. Yeah. And this match means everything, so there's no reason why it's not the main event. And that's why we put it last in our show. I'm just saying. Absolutely the main event of the show. I could understand why it wouldn't be. I can't. There's nothing you can do to explain to me that it wouldn't be. So I have AJ Styles. You have AJ Styles. What do we do next with AJ Styles? Um, I think someone who's been mysteriously missing from TV, Samoa Joe, should step up and challenge AJ at SummerSlam. I agree. What I have here, I have Samoa Joe moving into the slot to take on AJ Styles at SummerSlam. And I think Rusev and English should challenge for the tag team titles and actually win them. Why hasn't that been done yet? Because they're supposed to be bad guys. I don't know. So what? Oh, whatever. If anything, here you go. I, if anything, yeah. Uh, so should should Samoa Joe and AJ be a one-on-one, or should they have a multi-man match for the WWE Championship? I think it should be one-on-one for the title. I agree. I just wanted to see what your opinion was. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it just needs... Give them, give them time. Give them 25 minutes to go out there and tear it up. Yeah. Because that match will not disappoint. Yeah, so matches in terms of good quality is going to be Rollins Ziggler AJ Rusev and everything else on the card is a low way way down low there. Yeah, this is definitely one of the weaker cards 
But who knows? Maybe maybe this show will be awesome. I'm hoping it is. Mm. What do you guys think? Let us know. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash royally rumbled. You could also interact with us on Twitter. We're on there all the time. I use I use Royally Rumbled's Twitter more than I use my own. You can find us at Royally Rumbled on Twitter. And speaking of our own Twitters, if you would be so kind as to follow us on there and want to interact with us on there, I, Jordan, could be found on Twitter and Instagram at Alex Shepard. A-L-X-S-H-P-R-D. No vowels. Nobody knows what it means. And you can find me, Robert, on Twitter and Instagram at Yezball. Y-E-Z-Z-B-A-L-L, just like it sounds. Yezball. And nobody knows what that means. It's a li- it makes a little bit more sense than whatever yours is. So, At least mine's my name. So anyway. I mean, mine was my name at one point. It's fine. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. We're on, like, anywhere you could possibly want to listen to podcasts. If we're not on a platform that you listen to podcasts on and you want us there, just let us know and we'll get on there. Exactly. Yeah, and and we have some more stuff coming down the pipeline in the future, the very near future. That 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 sounds ominous and foreboding. The best way to not miss anything is to subscribe to us and to follow us on Twitter. Those are the two best ways to get as much royally rumbled in your ears. Yeah, and and we're big on fan interaction. So by all means, drop us a line. You know, tweet along with us. We love we love talking to you guys. We like talking this stuff out because at the end of the day, we're all wrestling fans and we all want what's best for professional wrestling. Hell yeah, man. Enjoy Extreme Rules, everyone. Try to, anyway. For Royally Rumbled, I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. And remember, no, no guess, guess is, is as good, good as, as ours. ours.